What's up, Sixers fans? Launching this new podcast called Sixers and Six, basically going to be a quick, roughly six minutes. I was going to say six minutes, but again, I don't want to be held to that standard. Might be five minutes and 48 seconds. Might be six minutes and 30. We don't know. But we're trying to launch this new show, giving you a little bit of insight using some team audio and looking back at some of the previous night's games and previewing the ones coming up as well. So not an ideal start for the Sixers, obviously sitting at 0-2 coming off a disappointing 90-88 loss at home against Giannis and the Bucks on Thursday. It was an extremely close game. The Sixers found themselves down in the fourth quarter, did a really good job of getting back into it. Some positives from the fact that this team is 0-2, losing to presumably the two teams in the conference are trying to catch in Boston on opening night and Milwaukee on Thursday. James Harden has been fantastic. He's putting up 33 points and eight assists so far. Only been a couple of games, but looks a lot more like the James Harden we saw prior to that hamstring injury. And it's interesting because Harden knows that he's playing well on the offensive end. Defensively, nobody's going to mistake him for being a Matisse-Stiebel type player where he's on the lockdown guy. But again, just need him to be competent. But he looks at this first couple of games and he sees what we all see. The Sixers are a deeper squad, right? The guys that they had on the court in terms of DeAnthony Melton, Daniel House, PJ Tucker, obviously in the starting lineup, gives them depth that we haven't had them, haven't seen them had over the past couple of seasons, right? Last year, we were seeing Furkan Korkmaz be the first guy off the bench. We are seeing Matisse come in, a guy who, at this point, we know can't hit an open shot if his life depends on it. So that kind of is giving us this insight into the fact that this team is going to be much better. And I've said this a lot on the podcast that we have to be patient, right? Give them 10 games to work out the kinks, get to know each other's defensive tendencies, offensively, who likes the ball where, and then we'll start to be able to judge the Sixers as we get into game 15 and 20. And Harden knows this too. Harden knows that this team is capable of making a deep run. And he talked about it last night after the game. Like we know what we're capable of. Like we got like one goal, like as a team. So like, we know we have the abilities to do that. You know what I mean? As much as we don't want to, you know what I mean? We want to be in the lead as much as possible. Uh, but we have, you know, we're more than capable and have the ability to come back. Uh, but we just don't want to allow ourselves to be in, in those positions, especially when we can play better uh, defensively. So you see that too. And this guy's a veteran. He's been around. He's been very close to making a finals. Hasn't done it yet. Had to try and overcome those juggernaut warrior teams we saw with KD, with Steph, with Clay, with Draymond. So he's been right there. He's a former MVP. He sees what we all see, which is the fact that this team is fully capable of making a deep run. Now, looking at some of the negatives. Well, number one, off offensively, they struggled against Boston. Not a lot of imagination. Uh, defensively, that was not exactly a great outing on opening night. But looking at what Doc is bringing to the table, and I think this is where it gets interesting. Doc Rivers has a lot of clout in the NBA, and for good reason. He is an awesome man, if you get to know him personally. Uh, does very good work in terms of putting in the time with his players. But the question is going to start to become, is he the guy to lead this team to a championship? Has he adapted his systems to a modern style NBA offense and defense. And we've seen some of the criticisms of Doc, whether it's sticking with rotations, going with veteran guys over young guys, and some things haven't worked and some haven't. But if you look at this, and, and I think he has the right attitude, he was asked about the game last night, looking at, hey, it's been two games, you played against, again, presumably, the two best teams in the Eastern Conference in Boston and Milwaukee, but where are you at with this? And here's what he had to say. No, we lost. 
lost two games. I told him, uh, no more victories. Um, you played two great teams. Uh, you knew from the day they had released the schedule that they were coming. Uh, and we have to expect to win these games. Uh, even while we're working in progress, we still want to win these games. So can't get them back now. You know, you have to move on and get to the next game. Uh, each game, there's been small improvement, you know, uh, defensively, night and day from the other night. Uh, took the paint away for the most part. Uh, you know, the game turned ugly. I agree with him on that. There's no moral victories here. You're not exactly in a position that you're going to look at this and say, hey, you know, everything is great. We're 0-2. We're happy. No, he, he said some right things. They did. They were a lot better defensively uh, yesterday on Thursday night. The Sixers were. But I'm starting to wonder what happens if this team is playing like this come time for game 20, game 25. Right? There's another coach in the Eastern Conference who's going to have this monkey on his back, and that's Steve Nash, which is, hey, you got the talent. You have great players. Are you going to be able to put it together? And again, I think people will give the Sixers 10, maybe 15 games to like, okay, they're sitting at eight and seven, 15 games in, but they look like they're playing better. Everybody's going to be like, all right, that's okay. Let's see what happens, you know, going forward in the next five or 10. But if they're struggling and they're eight and 12, nine, 11, I wonder how fast Dura Mori will want to pull the trigger on looking at making a coaching change because he's given Doc Rivers and the coaching staff everything they could have asked for it. They wanted depth. They wanted better defensive players. They wanted shooting. He went out there and got it. Obviously, Harden helped by taking $15 million less, but he's went out there and done his job. So that is one thing I'm going to keep an eye on coming up for the next couple of weeks here is how is the team responding? How are they adapting? And how are they adjusting? Because the Sixers have great opportunities coming up in the next two games. They're taking on San Antonio and Indiana, two teams who are going to be in the one Banyama sweepstakes for sure are going to be at the bottom of the league. So let's see what happens there. They got a back to back against Toronto during the week as well. And they take on Chicago next Saturday. So this is a good opportunity for the team to get on the same page, a good opportunity for the Sixers to iron out some of the stuff, take a couple of practice days in between and see what happens. So again, the next couple of games should be easy layups, should be gimmies. They should be at two and two. And then again, that Toronto team is going to be tough to play against. And then we can kind of start judging what happens at that point. Again, they're launching this new show. It's called Sixers and Six. Again, don't hold me to six minutes, roughly six minutes. Uh, going to be doing some beat reporting style stuff. Uh, always appreciate a subscription to the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. Uh, a five-star review is always appreciated as well. And don't forget to check us out online at libertyballers.com.